Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rich and George. Hello there, welcome to the podcast. This is Rich and George's 15 Minutes of Shame, in which Rich and George are talking to a microphone for anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. Yes. Pointlessly. You, it's you, worth 10 minutes of anyone's time. If you've downloaded it, then you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah, joke's on you. Yeah, t- turn it off. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't. Just, you know, you give us a chance, because you might even enjoy this week's regular feature, which Yay. is Desert Island Clips. Oh, for five minutes. What? <laughs> what is Desert Island Clips? Is that, like, women that have clitorises that I can take to a desert island with me? No, because that would be called Desert Island Women with Clitorises that you can take to a desert island with you. This is Desert Island Clips. Merely the clitorises <laughs> that you can take with you. I have to take the dismembered clitori of, of eight different women. Is it the weirdest one that we've done? I think lists was. It's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's. It's a little bit out there. Bisks was a little bit weird. <laughs> Bisks is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which soups would you take with you? <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Clits. Um, so basically, by my reckoning, I'm not. It's not who I think have the have the most perfectly formed clitorises. Clitori. Is it? Whatever. Um, but essentially, who I would like to steal the joy of sex from. That is part of it, yeah. So, uh, I will start with Kim Kardashian. Okay. Uh, Paris Hilton. Okay. Lindsay Lohan. Um, <clears throat> uh, and that's it. The rest of them, everyone... No, those three, that would stop them from ever doing a sex video again. No, it wouldn't. They're not doing it for enjoyment, they're doing it for the exposure. And when I say exposure, I mean publicity. But then the beauty is that that is literally just their day job. So when they go back and actually have real sex, it's shit. And they go, oh, fuck, I'm not even making money out of that. Do they have real life? From what I understand, not all of it is filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently, it's more of a turn on if it's not filmed for them. It's kind of like, oh shit, should we take a risk? It's, it's like we're not going to get caught. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing many years ago, I was sent an email um, and it said, Paris Hilton, full frontal, no clothes. And um, it was back in the day, it was, you know, like 2001, when things were. Wasn't she about seven then? Um, no, don't think so. Oh, 2001. Yeah, we, we just left uni. The Paris sex video came out when, when, when was that, 2005, six, yeah, something like that? Yeah, but the fact that it was before the sex but video. But she was like meant 18. That, meant that no one had seen anything. Yeah, but right? she was like 18 then. And it came out, unfortunately, because, it, because as, you, as you probably heard, you know, as you probably heard in the, you know, in the Trends podcast, um, because I knew that no one would find out that I'd clicked on it until... Nine years later, no, until eleven years later, when I finally podcasted about it, I um, I thought, well, I'll click on it because the person who sent it me, I respect as being someone who would send something quite amusing and informative. So I clicked on it and I saw a picture of Paris Hilton with no clothes on, with two men stood outside the door. The flowers were fantastic, 
and it was like all six stories of the Hilton Hotel in France, in Paris, with no clothes on, that full is... frontal. And I thought, genius. That's very clever. But of course, that was before the sex tape came out, so it was like, ooh, bloody hell, this is different. Yeah. But obviously, after the sex tape, everyone's like, oh, not Paris Hilton's jugs again. Yeah, exactly. I would actually, I take more pleasure from seeing a naked hotel now. And well, actually, I would take a lot of pleasure from seeing her um, try and have sex without a clitoris. Really? Um, <clears throat> no, I wouldn't want to. It's, it's all theoretical, isn't it? I'm not actually going to have to remove their clitoris. No, it's hypothetical. It's like, which clitorises would you want to have washed up with you on the desert island? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, bobbing around. Exactly. So, um, so now that we've spoken about joyless sex... Let's talk about this week's topic, which is weddings. Hey, good link. Yeah, thank you very much. Ni- nicely done. Um, yeah, yeah, but also not that nicely done because you're married and I'm not. So what you're saying is a statement on your own marriage. It's interesting that you think that that's what I'm saying. That's obviously not what I'm saying. What I'm doing is I am providing a homage to the genre of jokes stipulating that sex becomes a joyless thing once matrimonial proceedings take place. Obviously, I'm simply mocking that, and that's not true at all. Having said that, my wife doesn't even listen to the podcast, no, exactly. so, so who cares what <laughs> I say at this point? Yeah, exactly. At this so you juncture. Might well just, you might as well just admit it. Nah. <laughs> I'm not... Purely so I don't concede any ground to you, no. Oh, uh, okay. Marriage. Weddings. Yeah, now... um not marriage, per se, because marriage obviously is a fantastic institution. Um, we're talking about the big day itself. Now, Rich, I understand that you are actually a bit of an expert at this. I am. Never having actually been married yourself as yet. I but am. I'm an officiado. You are a veteran. A veteran. Of multiple tens of weddings. Um, yeah, I've actually, I'm trying to, when I get a spare second, I'm going to go through Facebook and look at whose wedding I've been to on Facebook. Regular and listeners then... of the podcast will recognise that exact same line, because it has been said in the past. Rich, Rich obviously hasn't had a spare moment to, to check his Facebook, even though he has time to bring out his own podcast. Yeah, exactly. Most of my time is spent editing this. <laughs> I really wish you'd just get your arse in gear, George. Yeah, sorry. Um, I do nothing with this podcast. Yeah, but basically, uh, I go to a lot of weddings. Um, I think I've got... Seven this year. Um, I had one last year. The year before, I had 12 in one year. That's ridiculous. Then I had nine the year before in 2009. So that's just in the past four or five years. Before that, it was about two or three years. And it's getting to a stage where there has to be an end. Mm. Or... I'm unfortunately going to be caught in the cycle whereby half of those are going to get divorced and, you'll and then I'll the be getting wedding. to their next wedding. So just as my friends that waited a bit longer are getting married, my friends that did it early, obviously present company accepted, um, will start getting divorced and they'll start... So in effect, you're going to get lapped? I'm going to get lapped um, by all of the supreme marriage athletes as they uh, as they circle the wheezing disabled <laughs> cripple that is me I actually got lapped on an 800 metre track by Seb Kelly no, no, no it was a school 800 metres and um, you know the track's 400 metres long 
I got lapped. 800 metres is only two laps round. Regular listeners will again <laughs> recognise that story from a previous podcast. Oh, for God's sake, I don't listen to the podcast. We're starting to eat our own lines here. <laughs> um, Pop will eat itself. But, but, but no, this is good. This is good that we're sort of, you know, now that we have a body of work behind us, things are going to crop up again and again. They're going to trend. See, again, another trend. link, another link. But also, people one. are going to realise that I wasn't bullshitting the first time. Because it was true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if I don't repeat myself, it no, was bollocks. It was probably a lie, yeah. Um, so uh, what I was going to ask you, Rich, was what, in your opinion, makes a good wedding? Because you are the man who knows. Some of the best weddings I've been to, in all honesty, and... Lap dancers. Anyone... <laughs> That's the stag dudes. Anyone um, that is listening that I've been to their wedding and they didn't have these elements, it didn't mean I didn't enjoy it, and just chill out but from my experience it is um i from a personal point of view i do i do like a church wedding okay um, i think a church wedding um i don't know I, i'm that's the, it's an absolute anomaly for me because i'm just not religious so but i just I, there's something about a church wedding that i quite like I, i'm just i'm quite a traditionalist as well okay um, next so then um, it needs to have, um, basically, everyone needs to just be having fun. Okay. And, and it can't be all strict, and it can't be, you've got to do this then, that then, that then, that then. Um, and I think a, a certain element of freedom, and I don't know, as long as the people that are getting married are kind of laissez-faire and just going, okay, well, yeah, you just do what you want, um, then it kind of goes better. Mm. Um, and I think uh, everyone has to be hammered and the music has to be um, a good mix of the music that the bride and the groom like but also just proper wedding music yeah like getting the uncles and aunties up and dancing oh god yeah 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 you can't hi ho silver lining that's all you need my dad's favourite but you cannot have you you cannot have a, a wedding made up of people listening to you know, Jack Johnson and, and, and Ryan Adams and this, that, Nickelback. And Nickelback, or even kind of like Sepultura or Metallica and God knows what else. Radiohead. Yeah, you need to have, come on Eileen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, celebrate good times, come on. And, yeah, God knows what else. So, a bit of Robbie Williams as well, dare I say it. Robbie Williams, yeah. It gets it gets all the old. Why don't we yeah. break up? Yeah, they don't normally play that one, do they? No. no. Okay. Um, I actually, I mean, we were married a long time ago, now, over ten years ago, and one of the good things I think is that our wedding, I think, went quite nicely. It wasn't in a church. I do apologise for that, Rich. Um, but you managed to bring yourself into there to be I my did. best man on that day. So you know. Well, you asked me to be honest. No, no, com- com- completely. Um, so uh, one one of the good things is is that over the next ten years you see how everyone else has done their weddings and brought in these nice little things like nice little added extras, things that weren't expected in two thousand and two but now are like spot on. Um, for example, um, we didn't have a free bar, but now it seems every wedding I've been to for the past few years has had like guaranteed free bar, and you're thinking well the pressure's off us if we were to get married next week we'd have to have a free bar but we didn't and that was fine and um, 
little little tweaks and little nice touches, you think, well, that's good. I, I kind of wish we'd done that, but we didn't, so it doesn't matter. And we've kind of got ours out of the way. I mean, obviously, I've got three girls, so I'm having to make notes for future reference, but, um, but hopefully they'll all be lesbians and won't have pro- civil. proper weddings. They'll have civil-type ones in which everyone will turn up dressed up as Star Trek. Aliens yeah. or something. Are you saying that all lesbians are aliens? No, I just happened to see pictures from <laughs> a lesbian wedding uh, several months ago. Are you sure they in were in South costume? Wales and they were all in costume. Are you sure they were in costume? They were Klingons. Because I've, yeah, they were Star Trek but, captains. But, like, tribbles. As you said once before, as you said once before, men don't like lesbians, men like fit women that sleep with each other. Lesbians, on the whole, are a different kettle look of fish. like Klingons and smell like a different kettle um, of fish. <laughs> right, anyway, I'm making that up. But so, that's really unfair. So uh, on to, uh, well, not on to. Basically, um, one of the I, I went to a cracking wedding um, a few weeks ago. My mate Joey, um, and it was in a big marquee. They've got um, uh, Steph, his uh, wife has got the, the family's got quite a big place, so they had a big marquee in one of their fields. And then you said was, that you said that, that that her dad was fucking loaded. Yeah, yeah, they must be. They must be. <laughs> um, so and the bit of a <laughs> <laughs> you can cut the fuck out of that. <laughs> I never said that. He was a lovely, lovely old bastard. He was a lovely millionaire. <laughs> he was. I tell you what. The moment I fell in love with him is when I saw his grounds at Pemberley. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Uh, right. Oh no, Pride and Prejudice is dead romantic. No, it isn't. She didn't like him. She saw, saw his massive house. It just goes to show Jane Austen, all oh, feminist, feminist, fucking wanted money. Um, so, sorry. My mate Joe's wedding was in a field and it was, well, the wedding wasn't, it was in a church and then we went to. Which you liked. Which I liked because um, I was able to not only judge religion but also kind of enjoy quite nice architecture. What I don't understand is when there's a wedding in a church. The vicar always says it's brilliant that they're having a wedding in the church in the eyes of God. And I think, if you have a wedding under a waterfall and you believe in God, surely you think that he's seen it. Yeah. Because he's, he's omnipresent. omnipresent. So, does it matter that you're in a church? Yeah, but know. that's God's cage. Maybe the reception's better in the church. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's because of, uh, of the antenna I stroke fire. <laughs> exactly. The stone acts like a sort of an aerial. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, uh, yeah, um, and within the marquee was a free bar with as much real ale as you could get down yourself. Oh, I must have had a bottle of, we, we must have had a bottle of champagne each before we even properly sat down for dinner because it was just flowing. Was and that allowed or did you pinch them from behind the scenes? No, 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 well, they, I think they'd done a booze cruise. So Ooh. they'd basically gone across and bought back loads of booze and um, and we they were walking around filling up our glasses and we just said... He might as well leave us a bottle, so he just did, and then a few more did, and next thing we know, we're already smashed before dinner. And then the speeches were raised because they were dotted between the courses, so it never felt like mm-hmm. right sit there for a full three quarters of an hour, and then you have to laugh at, at everything that's said because um, it was kind of dotted about. It was just it was cracking. We went to a wedding, and I totally know where they were coming from, but the people. In charge of the wedding, the parents. Did you live next door to them? No, <laughs> I never have. Um, and in the wedding, the people who had to make speeches, I totally understand where they're coming from. Decided that they they wanted the speeches to be before they ate, 
Because I remember when I had to make my speech, in a, you know, on my big day. It's nervy. You're eating your food, you're getting nervous, and the, the courses are coming and going, and then you've got to stand up and make your speech, and you can't enjoy your food yep. because you're having to look forward to your speech and think about what you're going to say. Um, and they decided to do the speeches first, get that out of the way, and enjoy the meal. Brilliant. Except everyone in the room was fucking starving. And people were even talking amongst, amongst themselves, going, I wish I'd fucking hurry up. And everyone, you could see everyone was like furious. And then, like, not only did all like the father of the bride make a speech, the groom made a speech, the bride made a speech as well. Of course, the yeah, best man, ob- best man, obviously made a speech. The uncle wanted to make a speech. Someone else wanted to make a speech. In a couple the end, of the waiters had a go. Yeah, um, and in the end, I think I got up and said, "Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, I'd like to make a speech I'd as like well. To say Can a few you please words. fucking eat, <laughs> you bunch of bastards?" <laughs> Where is my food? Yeah, so. Um, uh, no, I didn't do that at all. But everyone was starving hungry. So so if you're planning a wedding, um, let people eat. Well, I, my, my brother's wedding was, um, and I was best man for it, so I was thankful for this, is that, uh, that it was just before the... Um, it was before we actually ate. But we'd had lots and lots of... Volleyball. d'oeuvres and things like that going around. Yeah. So people had... had had some mulled wine at the church because it was in December. So mulled wine at the liked. church, which was awesome. Which you would have liked in the church? Oh, it was in the church, yeah. Um, in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God. Uh, I, I do a lot of things in the eyes of God, and I, it actually worries me a bit that I might be able to see some of it. Um, Especially the kids. <laughs> this is actually going to start to give me a reputation that I fully don't deserve. <laughs> I haven't slept with one child. Don't <laughs> you? I slept with one child. <laughs> don't you take that? He said that really carefully. Don't. <laughs> I haven't slept with one child. You're all N- Never slept with one child. There's always been a minimum of three in the bed. <laughs> and the little one said, no more, no more. Um, so they all bent over and how many are we on <laughs> um, we're nearly on 20 minutes here so right okay let's wrap up weddings um, good weddings four are... weddings good funeral sad well do you know what I despite despite how many I go to every wedding I go to is special in its own way and I genuinely mean that it's, it's aged to be invited special to. as in Olympics and school um, only one and I'm not going to reveal which one it was. Was that mine? Because I wasn't in a church. Uh, no, but I've been to lots of them in ch- in, without churches, um, and it, it, it's it, they're all they're all special in their own way. When it comes to my own marriage, I genuinely don't care. And <laughs> why did you just laugh? At me? <laughs> no, nothing. You laugh at the idea of me being married. No, no. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> no, no. Um, I. I will get married. Basically, I don't care where I get married. I will get married in a church if the person that I'm married wants to get married in a church. I will go abroad and get married in a different country if someone wants to do that and come back and have a big party. Or I'll do it in a stately home or the... I, I will, but I'll do it in Vegas. I don't, I don't get monkeys. As far as I'm concerned, the marriage is one day. And people I know have spent like 30 grand on their frigging wedding. Mm. And, and then spend the rest of their time... You know, just Skin. being married, yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, like, well, I think my my brother and, and, and his wife did it the right way. They spent a good amount, don't get me wrong, but they spent a huge amount on their honeymoon. 
which is for them. That's what it's meant to be. It's yeah, like, exactly. and they were able to experience it together as honeymooners, and it's awesome. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, enjoy your weddings. Um, Rich will probably be there. Yeah, see you in a bit. And I'll, um, I'll be best man. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Peace out. Bye bye. God bless. Rich and George. Less chat, more new music. Thank you.